Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampion, and my guest today is the author of the book, From the Windows of Inspiration Through the Revelation of Incarceration, and he's also an ordained minister, Mr. Jermaine Reeves. Thank you for joining me. Yes, sir, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. You know I got to get on you for that long title, right? Oh, yeah, man. You do. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, one, of my, one of the guys that I had met, man, you know, um, he got a got this uh, division called Hollywood Life, man. He was telling me the same thing. He said, we got to show him, you know, because, you know, he will, told me he wanted to do a, a Netflix series out of story, man, so. It's truly a blessing, man. Now you break gas. Oh, wait a minute. This is this the short version of the title? I don't know what he, I don't know what he was going to come up with. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's a long title, man. <laughs> First a little bit uh, on a serious note, man. Thank you for joining me. And, and congratulations with the book, man. Yes, sir, man. It's truly a blessing, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Now, how long did it take you to actually write the book? Well, man, you know. Uh, the first one, man, you know, like my journey, man, you know, that, that I, you know, I got uh, 10 years, man, for selling drugs, man, and, and I did eight and a half years in the federal prison, and and while I was in there, man, I gave my life to the Lord, man, and, and every day, man, I had the opportunity to sit down and, and write letters to the Lord, that was the book based on me writing letters to the Lord about my life, about me coming from the streets and you know in, into the prison system, man. And, and it just was a moment with me and the Lord, man, dealing with my life and dealing with the journey of incarceration. So it took years, man. And, and then, you know, like now I've been out 11 years, man. Like you said, man, I'm a dang minister. And the first story, it took a minute because, man, you know, when I got out, you know how it is, man. We, we make all these promises when we in there, man. <laughs> and when you got out, man, it's a whole world out here, man. So, so before you before before you went in, were you were were you were you a spiritual man? Did you actually have a relationship with God or? Yeah, man, I had to, man, cause I was in and out, man. You feel what I'm saying? So every time he set me down, man, from a mistake or whatever. Whatever happened dealing with my life, man, you know, I always get in there, get close to the Lord. Then when them doors open up, man, you know, I'm back out here in the street, man. So, absolutely, man. So, what made it different this time coming out? Well, what made it different, man, it just, man, after eight and a half years, man, when you when you got kids and, 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 and the lifestyle, man, it just, it, I just seen so many so many guys coming in there like a revolving door, man, with 20, 30 years, man. And, and man, it just really, it just really showed me, man, how to grow up. You feel what I'm saying? Because yeah. when you're in prison, man, you know, a lot of people leave, you know, it, it, it's a hard journey in there, man. But what now, man. It, <laughs> what is it like? I, that's something I, I never really asked too many people. like. What is the feeling when you see other inmates leaving? Like, are you a little envious? Are you happy for them? Is it a little bit of both? Well, man, it's like you, you, you happy, man, because you know some some people been in there, man. Like, man, I seen a guy who was in that twenty year had the opportunity to get out and go home, man. So I was like, 
how in the world are they going to judge to a society? You feel what I'm saying? And and that was like my concern. But when I when I dedicated my life to the Lord, man, it, it really just showed me that people don't know that prison is another part of the world that's in the world by itself, man. I'm telling you. If you ain't never witnessed it, man, you it, it's just hard to explain, you know, because, you know, now I got the opportunity to go back into prison but not stand there, you know, to minister to other people, man. And, and my, first, my first opportunity when I went in there, man, the guy was like, man, you all right? I was like, nah, man, I ain't never had the opportunity to go into prison and not get out, out of a police car. Not getting off a prison, but or not getting off an airplane. You see what I'm saying, man? It always for me going in there and like got to stay for some years or whatever, man. So, so you actually you actually going there now to minister? Yeah, man. I got an opportunity going to a couple prisons, man. And now that's a part of my ministry, man. Like you know, I got a nonprofit organization called Lexi by Anointed, where I feed the homeless do youth development programs, man, you know, for the for the community, go back in the communities and and just do a whole lot of things, man, and, and prison ministry is a part of it, man. So were you when you first went in and were you were you when you went in to minister, not as an inmate, was you un, was you uncomfortable going back or it was just like just like nervous, man. And then once, you know, I came out of prayer allowed the Lord to use me. And I told him, it was like 50 inmates there, man. And, you know, some with life, some of some ain't never got out, man. I, I met a guy who just had got out death row, man. You know, been in like- Whoa, whoa, death row? Yeah, man, he, got, he had got out death row, man. I, ain't, I don't know what he was in there for. Sometimes he'll shoot me a letter every now and then, man. His name said to Lamar, man. And, he talked to me, man. He said, I really touched him, man, because he was like, he wanted to kill four. I like, man, anytime that you're alive, man, ain't no telling what can happen when you're in prison, man. A law can change here and there, whatever the case may be. But he on 20, he, he had been on their road 20 years, man. Now he in population. Wow. When yeah. you when you first when you first got out after um, you say nine years, right? Or eight and a half? Nine? Eight and a half years. Okay. Yeah. When you first got out, were you were you nervous about having to readjust back into society? Because that's a long time. Like, yes, sir, man. man let me change. tell you, man. Yeah, man. Let me tell you, man. That last week in federal prison, man, it's like I was gonna have an anxiety attack because I don't know what was going on with me. I guess it was just like the anticipation of me getting out after all these years. And absolutely, man, I was kind of nervous, man. I ain't, you know, my my baby mom, man, you know, when she, when she was, uh, helped me out a lot, man, cause she stayed down with me for the whole eight and a half years. And when we got in the car, man, I'm like, you know, I ain't been in no car in, in eight and a half years or whatever the case may be. Wow. It was like, it was like, uh, I'm, I'm, I asked, I said, uh, are you going slow or they just the way that it, it, it feels? <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> no, man, it had been so long, man, for me to even have on regular clothes and all that stuff, man. So, yeah, man, I, I, I had to adjust and do a whole lot of, you know, adjustment, man. But, 
you know, back in 2009, man, you know, the economy had crashed real bad, you know, and, and the thing about me, once I got out of federal prison, I had to go to a transition or something, which is a halfway house, you know, and when you get there, you got to get jobs and, and there wasn't no opportunity, man. So, so my, you know, I, I cried out to the Lord or whatever, man. And, and man, then that happened. So what happened is I stayed in there for a month. They sent me back to the county jail, man, because they said that I had too much going on. Which, really? uh, yeah, man, I had to go do two more months in jail and then they let me out. Yeah. So, okay. So, so let, just so me and the listeners clear. You got out, you was a free man in the half, well, not free, but you were in a halfway house. Yeah, I was like halfway. Right, yeah. not not as much restriction, basically. A whole lot more opportunity to move. Yes, right. sir. Yes, sir. And then they took you back to jail. Yeah, man, because it was like, you know, I got this, where I get this from. You got jewelry on, you got money, you, got, you ain't got no job, but can nobody, man, it was like, Half of the eighty-five percent of the highway how that year in two thousand nine, man, I got out in December two thousand nine. Mm -hmm. Ain't went no jobs nowhere, man. Was you nervous when they took you back? Yeah, man. I was like, man, it's the people finna send me back to the federal prison because what they said is like, you know, when you come in, you know, when you come in there, they give you these little breathalyzer tests or whatever. So, what what them happened? They blowed me. I go in, you know, cause if they would have said, like, if, if anything would have showed up, I was drunk, they wouldn't have never let me go to the back for it. So they let me go to the back. I fell asleep here. They come calling me or to the off. Like, Miss Reed, you been drinking or whatever. I like been drinking. What you talking about? They let them let me go back to the back. But it wasn't nothing about drinking. It was just that. I just, they, they, you know, folk talk, man, in the way how, man, I just think I had too much going on, man, and, and you know, and they and they just wanted to uh, make an example out of me. So the FBI came back, took me to John County Jail, man. FBI? Yeah, man, that was really scary, man. Like, oh, shit. FBI coming back to get me, like, what? I was like, man, I ain't did nothing, but I had a lot of, Clothes, brand new stuff, man. I had money, man. And, man, uh, they just were the, blessing, man. My family were looking out for me, man. And, uh, you know, but when I did get out, man, I did go back to the streets, man. You did go back? Oh. Yeah, man. I went back to the street after all those years, man, because, you know, man, it's like, man, it was hard out there, man, you know. And, and then what really, really got me, man, I had, I had uh, enrolled in school, man. They folk come back and told me tuition, talking about somebody convicted felon thing, man. It just was a whole lot of roadblocks to me getting to where I need to be at, man. So I went back to the street, man, and started dibbing and diving, man. I had made a lot of money again, man, but I was taking so many losses, man, because it went what God wanted me to do, man. Then the end up getting kind of sick, man, with diabetes and all this stuff, man, and drinking and out here partying with these women and all this and that, man. And, and God not far from me, man. And that when I gave my life to the Lord. So you so so you didn't get in any trouble or anything on the way on it. Nah, man, it, it, it took through the grace of God, man, because 
if I would have had one more drug talk, man, it would have been a long time. Man, I probably, oh, man. man, man, it was over with for me, man. So, yeah. So I give God all the glory, and you know, He set me down, man. And for the last four years now, man, I've been truly dedicated, ordained minister, man. Got my books out, nonprofit organization, man. I went to school to graduate, you know, at a certified personal trainer, man. And, and just through the grace of God, man, I'm, I'm still here, man. Do you ever do you sit, ever sit back and think about what life would have been like if you hadn't gotten the troubles you had experienced? Oh yeah, man. You know, I was I was a great basketball player, man. You feel me, man? Oh really? Yeah, man. And um, I got a story that I ain't even put in the book yet. You know, uh, when I was 19 years old, man, I caught a drug charge, man. They sent me to a state prison. I was 19 years old. They sent me to a state prison in Roger C.I. in 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 uh in uh Reville, Georgia. I got down there, man. I was so good on the basketball court, man. It was a coach down there named Coach Stucky, right? He was like, look, yo, man, I ain't seen nobody come. I've been in the prison 15 years as a coach. I ain't seen nobody come down through here with them wet chop. He said, won't you just do something? He told, he called a coat from Bonville, Georgia. I'll never forget. I'm on the phone. I'm sitting in the office. I'm in prison, though. I had two years. I had five or two. The, the coat from, from uh, Bonville College told, him, told me, he said, get your GED. And, and when you get out, call me. And I'll let you be a walk-on. Wow. But then what happened? I failed a deep GED and it discouraged me a little bit. Mm. And then when I got out, when I got out, I went to try to get it. And they were giving me so many run around, man, and I went back to the street. Hey, you just couldn't leave them streets alone, I huh? <laughs> I couldn't leave them streets alone, man. <laughs> I don't talk about for real, man. And, but I was good, man. I don't talk about real. I don't talk about for real. Wow. Now your books. So, so did you do a majority of the writings while you were incarcerated or? Yeah. Well, well, uh, the bread of life, spiritual health guide. I did that when I was, well, I did that in like, in like, uh, four months. And then I got a, a inspiration book. I did like six months, but the volume one and two from the witness of inspiration through the revelation of incarceration. Some of this was, was, were planted in me while I was incarcerated. And when I got out, you know, God started revealing a whole lot of other stuff to me. So the books are based on me writing letters to the Lord about a whole lot of things, man. Dealing with the world, just dealing with change, and dealing with family, my kids, man, you know. Because, man, you know, you got to realize that two of my kids were nine years old, man. You see what I'm saying? You went there? When you went in, yeah, okay. and one was one was uh, three months. So oh, when wow. I got out, you see, once I got out, she was almost nine. They were seventeen, eighteen years old, man. And, and to this day, man, you know, I'm trying to break that generational curse off of man. You know, from the mistakes I I made, man. It's hard though, man. Cause I can't make up eight and a half years. Yeah, you but know, you yeah, know. you can't. You can never make up time. You just gotta. Yeah, are you, are you, are you all working towards building a relationship? 
Absolutely, man. You know, I they 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 in my life real, you know, but you know, it just you could feel, you know, the little kind of like change the separate yeah, man, okay. house. You know, I went there and yeah. I didn't clone the mistake throughout the other years, you feel what I'm saying? Okay, so, right. Man, when you was when you was actually free, yeah, just the man. the lifestyle you was in. Yeah, but you know, to I'm twenty eight years old, man, and and they understand, but the eighteen year old, she's that graduated, man, it's like, you know, she'll say something here and down. Every time she needs me, she'll call me, you know. So we just working on some thing, man, and through and through the grace of God, man, you know, I just give them to God, man. And when they need their father, I'm there, man. So. Now, as a minister, do you because you've you know, because you've experienced so much, do you feel like that helps you get through to people better or? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Cause you know, man, is as a minister, man. I'm like, you know, I'm like versatile, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm. My passion is going into the neighborhood, man. The gang members and and enlighten them and inspire them not to be, you know, complete people getting like twenty years, like they just, you know, a hand clap, man. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah. absolutely, man. And and to tell some of these fathers, man, that, man, you know, man, it's important. You know, you can do for your kid, man. I, I, I've learned that you can do for your kid all you want, but when you don't spend time with them, bro, it's just like you ain't did, man. Man, that's deep. You're right, though. You're right. If somebody, you can buy them here, here, you know, but, man, it's like, man, you got to take some quality time out with these kids, especially in this generation, man. What so what what is the age group of, of um people you deal with with the um with the medicine like are you dealing with like more younger men trying to catch them on the way up before they make those mistakes or yeah yeah that that my that basically my target but man you know like I said I've you know I'm versatile man and I talk to a lot of guys you know coming out of prison man it's just like one guy man he just got out by before the COVID nineteen thing hit man and. He came, man, I, I bless him with clothes and stuff, man. That's what I do. But, yeah, man, like, but mostly it's the, it's the teenagers, man, you know. So I do a lot of that, man. We, matter of fact, uh, I'm connected with the uh, city fire department here in Millerville, Georgia. Okay. You know, they finna, we finna start a youth development program, man, and we're looking for some great men uh, and great people to join the team, man. How we did a, a a charity basketball league last year, man. Raised up some money. We gave a dude, gave a dude with a, a a check. He got a certificate, you know, and all that good stuff, man. For completing the program. Well, if you had to, if you had to give a a detailed definition of where you are at this point in this life, at this point in your life, what would you say? What would you tell people? Well, man, you know, this, this this is my motto, man. It's like a legacy by anointed thing, which is my copyright corporation, man. It's like bring out the best in others, man, where you can see the greatness in us all. And one of the main things I always tell people, it ain't how you start, man. It's how you end. That define my life, man. You feel what I'm saying? That's deep. I, man, look, I truly, truly... Thank you for doing this. Um, I know you've been doing a lot of 
community work and work and just everything. So for you to take the time to do this, man, I truly appreciate it. Absolutely, man. And you know, um, if you wanna want my story, man, you know it's on Amazon.com slash author Jermaine Reeves. You know, and then you can come you can get that you can go to my website, uh Reeds A forty three dot website dot com slash coach. Now does your does your um does your Instagram link have a does your Instagram page have a link where they can go to the book? Yeah man I'm on Instagram and Facebook too yes sir. They okay. You probably I'm a what I'll do I'll make sure when I tag your um when I tag your page I'll make sure that that you get a chance to plug everything because we can hit an audio as well. But it's also good to get people a visual. So I'll make sure once I tag everyone, you get the opportunity to do another plug. Okay. Yes, sir. I sure appreciate it, man. Um, I want to take this time to thank everyone who's listening to the podcast. A special thank you to my sponsors, First Gen Flying Chain Entertainment. And thank you to everyone who takes the time to listen to the podcast. I truly appreciate it. You all have a great day. Yes, sir.